Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss' The Wise Man's Fear, page by page. This is page 959. One of the men heaved his sack into the wagon and walked over, dusting off his hands. Heading through there, he said, looking for a ride. I shook my head and brought the letter out of my travel sack. I've got a letter up that way. I was going to take it myself, but my ship sails tomorrow. I bought it from a sailor off in Gunnery for a full sort of bit, he said. He added himself off some noble gal for a single bit. I winked. She was quite urgent, but I get it to her, my hair. You paid quarter bit, the man said, already shaking his head. You grummer. Ain't nobody going to pay that much for a letter. Eh, I said, holding up a finger. You ain't see who it's for yet. I held it up for him to see. He squinted. Jackus, he said slowly. Then his face lit with recognition. Is that Baron Jackus boy, then? I nodded smugly. The eldest himself, why rich as that should pay a fair piece for a letter from his lady, much as a whole noble, I figure. He eyed the letter. Could be, he said cautiously. But look, it ain't got anything on it other than university. I've been up that way. That ain't a small place. Baron Jackus boy ain't going to sleep in a tin shack, I said crossly. Ask someone what the fanciest place is. That's where he'll be. The man nodded to himself his hand creeping unconsciously toward his purse. I suppose I could take it off your hands, he said grudgingly. But only at a quarter bit. I'm taking a risk anyways at that. Have a heart now, I protested pitifully. I brought it 800 miles. That's worth better than nothing. Fine, he said, pulling coins out of his purse. I'll give you three bits then. I take half a round, I grumbled. You'll take three bits, he said, holding out a grubby hand. I handed him the letter. Remember to tell him it's from a noble lady, I said as I turned to leave. Rich Tosh, get whatever you can off him. That's what I say. I left the square, then straightened my shoulders and took off the hat. I pulled my shade back out of my travel sack and swirled it easily around my shoulders. I started to whistle, and as I passed the bald old beggar, I returned his hat and gave him the three bits besides. When I first heard the stories people were telling about me at the university, I'd expected them to be short-lived. I thought they would flare up and die just as quickly, like a fire exhausting its fuel. That's the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick. Spectacular voice work, Jeremy. Thank Always you. a pleasure to hear you do uh, the hoi polloi. <laughs> An applause from the gallery. Mm. Uh, well, I appreciate that he's he's dickering with the sailor so he can get more money for the beggar. Yes. Nice. No, but also, also because he has to make it convincing, right? That's true. That's he does true. have to make it convincing, but he, I think, he always intended that this money was going to go to the beggar. And yeah, it's a fun scene. Uh, mm-hmm. But like I said, a lot of effort—at least three pages spent on this letter and the the negotiation. It might just no. be comedy. It might be something else. Well, what I was thinking is like, it is a great scene. Maybe Rothfuss just had this scene and knew we would love it and was like, I'll put this in because it's near the end of the book, like kind of winding everything down anyway. Give give a little fan service, you know? And in you the, know what? In the- I, I will uh, – I have one more knock against myself. It is a series of incidents. This chapter is a series of incidents building up to the final one, which is arguably the most important one. Um, so maybe possibly, probably this is sort of a zoom in as I, we like to talk about them. The first incident is him meeting Trappist and it's kind of a montage. 
we get the broad strokes, but no dialogue. Then we zoom in, we see him writing the letter, and then we zoom in even more and get the whole conversation around it. And then in the next page begins the final incident, uh, which is, as I said, probably the most important one, and we'll get to it when we get to it. We love an important incident, don't we, folks? Indeed. I'm ambivalent. You're ambivalent <laughs> towards important inf- incidents? Yeah. Take them or leave them. Well, I feel that way about important incidents, maybe in like real life, but you know, book important incidents. How can you not? Well, how do you know an incident is important? In real life or in a book? Yes. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> You'll know on reread. That's the thing. Honestly, okay, so I, all joking aside, a lot of the stuff in this act of the book has been stuff that kind of seems like it's just denouement winding down. We won't actually know what's important until we get book three, because I... I've said before, and I'll say it again, I think that there's a lot of setup happening here, which just sort of seems like random incidents because we don't know what it's setting up. There's a word on my page. When the the man is dickering with Quoth, he says, I suppose I could take it off your hands, but only at a quarter bit. Uh, the, the, the first R in quarter is not there. Is that the case in your books? Oh, man. Well, let's see. First, he says, uh, you paid quite a bit. The man said. So yeah, no R there. I think this is his accent. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to figure out if it was a typo. If it, yeah, or if but it only was at a quarter bit. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, both times there's no R. Yes. Once I'm trying to find it in my book. It. Yeah. It's not as egregious as Shime the Swineherd, but it's mm. uh, it's still pretty funny. Oh yeah. Yeah. No R. Quata. Yeah. Quata. Uh, the famous adventurer, Alan Quaterbit. Uh, Sure. Yeah, as played memorably by Sean Connery in The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yes, his uh, his penultimate film role. His final wow. one, of course, being Sir Billy, Guardian of the Highlands. <laughs> Jeremy's reaction is gold. Truly a capstone to a long and fruitful career. I mean, it is truly hilarious to me that Connery passed up the Matrix and the Lord of the Rings, both times because he's like, I didn't understand the script. I didn't understand what the movie was about. It was confusing. So he passed those both up and they turned out to be huge hits. So the next time he he read a script that he didn't understand, he's like, well, I better take it because those last two were such big hits. And it was the extraordinary gentleman and that's what killed his career. To be, for, to be fair, he would have been bad as Gandalf and as Morpheus. Yes, no, it's, 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 it's truly a blessing to history that he didn't get either of those parts. I agree. I mean, I love Sean Connery, but I agree. He saved the Wachowskis from themselves because they're they're like their first choices for those parts were not ideal. I don't think. Yeah, Will Smith would also have been not a good Neo. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. I don't care who knows it. Come at me, internet. Will Smith would not have been a good Neo. I'm, I'm going to send flag. this to Will, and I'm going to send it to the Wachowskis. Now I know he's very slap happy. So yeah, I was uh, going to say know. you might have to be really careful sending it to Will. You might get yeah, slapped in the face. Try to break the news gently. <laughs> you know, yeah, he'll fly all the way up here from Hollywood. From Bel Air. <laughs> That's where he lives. <laughs> I assume. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, he, he must. He's the Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, he has that song about it. Is he still fresh or is he just the Prince now? I don't I know. know. He's pretty old. Jordana, ask your Chugi friends, Choigi friends. Is he fresh? Uh, I, I mean, I'll get back to you, I guess. All right. I look, I, I wait with bated breath. You know what? They're going to tell you, I don't know who that is. And then you are going to crumble into dust. on. Yeah, the that's spot. the ultimate own. To be like, 
I mean, I feel like this is a short episode, but we, we could end it there and just tell our listeners to try not to be choigy on another. Listeners, you should always be trying not to be choigy. Remember your ABCs. Always be not choigy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there is actually a thing I wanted to point to on this page. There's an interesting little bit of themes and motifs coming up again. I When Quoth is describing the way people are sort of talking about him at the university, he says, I thought that the rumors about me would flare up and then die like a fire exhausting its fuel. And I feel like fire comes up a lot in this book as a metaphor for Quoth, as a metaphor for one's alar, as a metaphor for naming, as a metaphor for stories. Uh, and I his hair. Yes. And yes. his hair. There's something interesting in the idea that like Quoth is fueling the stories, that it's actually like being generated by him and that if he maybe stopped <laughs> if he stopped having exploits then the, the the stories would die out but they're like literally fueled by him in some way i mean i think that the point that this passage is making is quite the reverse that at this point it's out of his control and even if he never did anything remarkable for the rest of his life the it's a self-fueling process now of people like repeating the stories about him hmm. yeah i like that Right, because he expects like I've been telling these stories and they're going to die out eventually, but they're not. It's taken you two thousand episodes, but you've become quite a seasoned close reader, Jeremy. I'm proud of you, Nick. I have always been a seasoned close reader. I just think that most things are what they are, and there's not a lot to analyze. Well, you're definitely a seasoned close reader because you've been marinating in brine for two years. Yes, I'm seasoned. I'm (laughs) marinated. I'm basted. I'm moisturized. I'm going to be juicy. Uh, I'm going to melt in your mouth. Listeners, if you want Jeremy to melt in your mouth, pick up your homophone. That's right. (laughs) And uh, we'll see everyone tomorrow. (laughs) You might see Jeremy sooner. Mm. (laughs) On another page. Um, The Wind. Wind.